Hello. Welcome to the Radical Audacity Podcast. This is Tiffany Kane, your host, and I am excited to be here with you today to talk about your voice. Okay, I'm not becoming a voice coach. I'm going to leave that to the amazing Samara Bay. She's an incredible voice coach. <laughs> you can listen to her episode. I'll put the link in the comments. Uh, she's the author of Permission to Speak, but I'm not becoming Samara Bay. I am just talking about your voice in, as your power and who you are and why it is so important for you to get your voice out and really to decide what that voice is for you. So this is what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, I'm going to dive a little bit into my story and hopefully you'll see parts of yourself in this story and you'll reach out to me and and you'll tell me how it relates to you and and <laughs> tell me a little more of your story. I love your stories. But here's my story. You know, I was raised in a cult. Being raised in a cult means that you don't have a voice, especially as a female. You don't have a voice. Um, as a gay person, you don't have a voice. You know, I, I happen to be on the straight side of things. Um, I consider myself fairly fluid, but you know, I'm in a, a straight relationship. I've pretty much always been in straight relationships. But um, as a woman, I had no voice. And then I knew people that were gay, that they also could have no voice. They could not be who they were. And so here I am as an adult going, what is my voice? Like I'm a 49-year-old woman and I'm having to learn what my voice is. What is it I want to say in this world? So I left that cold at 19, but you all know those learnings, those teachings, those things that you were brought up with from infancy, they are deeply ingrained in your DNA. And as an adult, there's a lot of unlearning from your childhood. There's so much unlearning to do. And so that's that's what I've I've done as an adult. Now, a good part of my adult life, I was in a toxic marriage, super controlling toxic marriage where again, I felt like I didn't have a voice. I felt like I wasn't important in the relationship. My needs, my wants, my desires were not important in the relationship. That my every waking moment was spent thinking about what would make him happy, even though he was never happy. <laughs> and the career path I chose was wonderful. Education, being a teacher, being a classroom teacher was incredible. It was wonderful. But again, I didn't have much of a voice. I worked for a school district that had a very, very, very strong, quote unquote, company line. And they had a way, they literally called it the, I'm not going to say the name of the school district, but the blank way, right? School district way. And there was a way that we did things. And there was a way that we could show up in, in the world. We would get constant reminders about how we should or shouldn't show up on social media, 
constant reminders, um, especially during times of politics and things of that sort, like um, during voting times, during elections, the things we were allowed to do and not allowed to do. For instance, we couldn't have signs on our cars supporting any particular um, proposition or any particular, really, <laughs> any candidate, anything like that. Um, we weren't allowed to, you know, wear shirts that showed our political affiliation or anything along those lines. There's so many rules around my voice. And then when I worked at the school district, oh my God, those rules became even more, right? Now I'm a direct representative of the school district and the freedom, quote unquote, that I had as a classroom teacher was completely stripped away. And I am now a representative of the school district and I had to watch my P's and Q's and say the right things and do the right things and dress the right way and act the right way and facial expressions had to be right. You know what I mean? And so it's really just been in this last year, maybe slightly more getting close to two years where I've been able to really explore my voice and who I am and how I want to show up in the world. What are the things I care about? What are the things I'm passionate about? And it's really interesting. It brings up a lot for me. I have this passion and I have this drive and I have these things I care about and I can get on my soapbox about. And at the same time, I have a lot of fear around doing it so much, right? Now I'm building a business. And so <laughs> you may remember the episode I did um, just a week or so back about to be political or not to be political, like, at what point do I hinder the growth of my business if I really get political? And so I've been pondering my voice and what it is I want to say in the world, what is important to me, how I want to show up. And today is not about the answers. Today is about continuing the learning journey. I do want to talk about a few things that have helped me because maybe they'll help you. I love visualizing. I'll, it, it, it's fairly easy for my brain to visualize things. I'll just say it is easy for my brain to visualize things. And I know not everybody's brain works the same way, but it is easy for my brain to visualize things. And one of the things I like to visualize is The Little Mermaid. Okay, that was one of my favorite movies growing up. And I just happen to be I think I was in high school when that movie came out, which is hilarious that I was just such a fan. But if you watch The Little Mermaid with me, you will be completely annoyed because I basically view it as a sing-along. I know every word, every line, every song. And I loved that movie so much. And I never quite realized why I loved that movie. And then my friend Megan Champion asked me to speak to her community of mothers, mothers of neuro, neurodivergent children. I do have neurodivergent children. My oldest is on the autism spectrum and has dyslexia and ADHD. Also very, very gifted. My younger has OCD and ADHD and a lot of anxiety. And so 
I am the mother of neurodivergent children. And so I was like, yeah, I will come speak to your group. That is great. And she wanted me to speak to the group about being leaders and owning our voices. And I thought, this is perfect. And so I came and spoke to her group. And I'm a little bit of an intuitive speaker. I will prepare a few things, like make a general sketch bullet points, and then whatever comes out is what comes out. And this story about the little mermaid is what came out of me. And it was like I had a realization as I'm speaking to her group of learning about myself that I I wasn't even aware of. But here's the thing. The little mermaid gives up her voice for love. She gives up her voice for the opportunity to walk in somebody else's world. And it struck me that as women, we do this. We give up our voice to walk in a world that is constructed not for us, not by us. And so for us to fit into this world and to function in this world, so many times we give up our voice. And we're not able to communicate our true needs, our true desires, right? We're almost like we're walking in a foreign world. Like when the little mermaid takes the the fork at the dinner table and starts brushing her hair, right? (laughs) She didn't realize and that she, quote unquote, was you doing it wrong. And so for so many of us, there's all of these rules we have to fit into that, oh, it feels like we're always doing it wrong and always giving up our voice. And I I see that the witch Ursula, Ursula that took Little Mermaid's voice, Ariel's voice, um, as patriarchy, right? And we all know. When I talk about patriarchy, I am not talking about men. I have two boys of my own. I am in a loving relationship with a man. I do not hate men. Men are as hurt by patriarchy as women are. But the system of patriarchy says, men, you have this role that you need to fulfill. And women, you have this role you need to fulfill. And for women, our role is subservient. It's serving. It's, um, you know having the babies, filling the planet with life, and our needs are not important. Our whole purpose as women is to have children and to serve our men, right? And so there's so many rules that we have to follow as women. Even in this modern world, women get the message all the time that somehow if they're not a mother, they're not a full woman. Somehow if they're not married, they're not a full woman. Uh, Somehow if they are not able to keep a clean home and have dinner on the table every night, they're not a full woman. And it's just not fair or right because there's so many ways to be a woman in so many ways to live a fulfilled life. There are so many ways. And so this episode today is really about how do we take back our voice? 
how do we navigate in this world and become co-creators of the world rather than trying to fit ourselves into a world that was created with rules and shoulds that do not serve us at all? How do we change that? How do we get involved in that? This is what I am fascinated to explore and discover. I do think that there are micro and macro ways to do this. So the micro is, you know, little things you can do for yourself. And the macro is the bigger societal organizational shifts that need to happen that we can partake in. So let's Let's zoom out and then zoom in. And and we're not going to spend a ton of time on the zoom out, but the zoom out piece is important, right? We can get involved in politics and whether it's at um, school board level, city level, county level, state level, national level, we can get involved in politics and make sure that we are advocating for women and LGBTQIA plus people and anybody else that's underrepresented where this system was not created for them, right? Minorities, just underrepresented voices. How do we support these people? I'm recording this on Friday, May 5th, which is also the national day to advocate for women and girls of indigenous cultures that are missing or murdered. And this is so super important because these women's voices are so often not heard by society. Their their cases, their their missing persons cases or their murder cases often don't get in the news, often aren't heard about. And so on a macro level, on a large level, there are systemic changes that need to happen. And how do we do that? How do you get involved? I mean, absolutely vote, but also get involved, donate, march, uh, (laughs) get trained in politics so that you can get involved in the process in some way, shape or form. That's what I'm looking into. I'm, I'm really excited to get more involved. So at the macro level, how do we get more involved? And Let's bring it into the micro level, right? Bring it into ourselves as women. What can we control for ourselves? Getting involved on the macro level, we really can't control much. We can have an influence. We can have a say. We can make a difference, but there's no control on a macro level, right? But ourselves? Ourselves? Ah, I don't know if control is the right word, but there is a lot of influence we can have on ourselves, right? There is an exercise that I love to do. You know, I love visualization. So I'm going to take you through to a visualization. If you're driving, please do not close your eyes. (laughs) If you're going to do this visualization, you may want to pull over if you're driving. If you're walking your dog or doing the dishes or going for a walk or whatever else you're doing while you're listening to this podcast, stop what you're doing. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And we are going to visualize your voice. Yes, we're going to give personality to your voice. 
we're going to see this as power inside you. So take a moment, take a deep breath, put your hand, take your right hand and put it on your throat and your left hand, put it on your diaphragm. Take a couple deep breaths, feel your hands go. Maybe make some sounds. Ah, nice and loud, get noisy. If some people look sideways at you and go, what's that crazy person doing? It's okay. Feel your voice. You can feel the vibration, right? Your voice has power. Your voice is there. It has power. Nobody has actually taken it from you. And so now think of that voice. Dig deep into your voice and get an image of your voice. What does this, the power of your voice look like? For some people, it's fairly shapeless and it just looks like energy and maybe has a particular color. For other people, it might look like a mythical creature. For others, it looks like an animal. For others, it looks like maybe a goddess being something along those lines, some sort of spiritual being. So take a moment and get in touch with this voice and this power inside you. Take another deep breath. What did you picture? What did you envision? I want to hear from you please come on over to my Instagram and DM me and let me know. I'm going to be doing a little reel on Instagram about this as well. So comment on that reel. Let me know what you visualize, what you see. For me, it is a phoenix rising from the ashes. It is the fire and the burning. This has been my visualization for a very long time. I took an art class Uh, as a young adult, when I was getting my degree, I wasn't allowed to go to college, you guys. So I was in my 20s by the time I actually went to college. And I took an art class and we had to create a self portrait. And my self portrait was entitled Girl on Fire Sprouting Wings. And I had fire coming out of my head and wings coming out of my back. And It was kind of a muddy image. There was lots going on, but it was, it was me rising from the ashes on fire, sprouting wings. And that to me, that's my voice. Every time I imagine my voice, that's what I see. The phoenix rising from the ashes, that girl on fire, sprouting wings. And it's beautiful to me because Phoenix has a cycle of life and death and rebirth. And I, I feel like I have been on that cycle multiple times in my life where it's almost like dying and being reborn and coming into myself and learning a new part of myself. So that's, that's the voice I see. This is not going to be what everybody sees. Everybody that does this activity with me sees something a little bit different. 
So I'm interested, what did you see? What does your voice look like? What is the power of your voice? And step into your power, sisters. Step into your power. You have such glorious amounts of power inside you. And it is time to roar. It is time to catch fire. It is time for your voice to be heard. What is it you want to say? What is it that you have to say? It's okay if it takes a little while to figure that out. At least you're starting to recognize your power and speaking and getting more involved and engaged and showing up and speaking out. It can look like little things of when somebody says something that's misogynist, calling him out on it. David is an amazing man. He is loving. He is giving. He is the least misogynist man you've ever met. However, he has been raised in this patriarchal society just like us. And when he says something, I call him out on it. And he is so adorable now. He catches himself and he'll be talking and he'll say something like, you know, it's really important for men to blah, blah, Oh, sorry, sorry. Women as well and non-binary people. It's important for people. <laughs> and he will stop himself and he will correct himself. And why does that happen? Because I use my voice to point out that, hey, that term you're using right now, that's, that's really gender specific. Even little things like when we say, hey, you guys, well, a guy, that's pretty gender specific. You don't walk into a room full of men and say, hey, gals, hey, girls, they'd be offended. It's funny, I had that conversation with my 17-year-old. He's like, well, what should we use? Guys is pretty neutral. Well, no, it's not neutral. It's not neutral. That has to do with men. How about, hey, everybody? What do y'all think? I'm from the South. We can say y'all, right? But... We don't have to say guys. We don't have to use the wrong pronouns for people. We don't have to create gender specific terms for certain careers, right? We can think about these things and we can call people out on it and, and we can have a say in this. Even in small little ways, even in your own household with your spouse and your children and, and, anybody else that you have influence over. Thank you so much for being here with me on this journey as we learn how to embrace the power of our voice. We lean into that radical audacity of our own power and our ability to be change makers and disruptors in a system that does not work for us. You have that power. If this episode was meaningful to you, please share it with a friend. Did you know that more than 70% of women find their new podcast that they're going to listen to from friends or family? So you got power there too. We are, you are an influential being. We as women love community and we um, highly value what our friends and family say and recommend. <laughs> so you've got power with that as well. So if this message is important and you think it will be good for somebody else, please share this episode. And while you're at it, 
Remember to raise the volume of your voice. I'm listening.